0: Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, Agency owner? you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures By overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners, welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Clifford Almeida. Clifford is the CEO of Hire a Wiz, it's a web agency that has a portfolio ranging from small businesses, nonprofits, and Fortune 500 companies. He's also the founder of an awesome tool called My Web Audit. It's a SaaS that helps web professionals and digital marketers like you generate and close more deals using actionable website audits. Cliff is also a graduate of our 10K bootcamp program many many years ago. Cliff and I go way back and it's been really cool to see his journey, his agency grow, uh, incredible, and also his tool uh, helps so many agency owners, which we're super passionate about here at YouGurus. So welcome to the program, Cliff. Brent, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. So dude, what's, what's new with you? We've, you? we've had you on the show before. We talked about your agency. I think we talked a little bit about your SaaS at the time, but how's the last year been treating you? We've had a
1: great year, obviously, you know, with the pandemic and, and the uncertainty in the economy, there have been ups and downs. My wife's a nurse and I'm um, actually now the CEO of a hospital. So that has been challenging on the personal side children being in and out of school. But from the business perspective, Brent, we had a record-breaking year last year. Um, and we're grateful for that because we know a lot of other agencies struggled. Um, our SaaS um, took a hit in March, April, May of last year. Obviously that's when the US was initially hit and then the UK, but as we started moving into the end of the second quarter and third, and um, we started picking back on revenue. So we closed last year, both of the agency and the SaaS with record-breaking numbers, best years ever. And wow. so far this year, things have been, um, on pace to break, uh, new records. Again, this year, I did break my ankle. As I told you, <laughs> um, two weeks ago, I, I playing not basketball. Sure, I'm not
0: sure why I'm <laughs> laughing. You just, you had a smile on your face when you said I broke my ankle, right? You're telling right. us about yeah. all these I, good I, I can things. Laugh,
1: I can laugh about it now.
0: Oh man. So so your, your, your ankle's broken, which, you know, sorry to hear that sounds painful. I know we were talking about before we went on the air that, uh, I asked if you could drive. And you right. said no. So I'm sure you're seeing how, uh, how much you probably take driving for granted right now.
1: Yes. Yes. Or, or getting up and walking on two feet. My wife ad- admonished me because I drove from the gym with a broken leg home. I've never broken anything before. So I didn't know, you know, like, do you not drive or drive? And I live <laughs> a mile. I live a mile and a half from my, uh, from my gym. So I made it home, but I realized I shouldn't do that. I won't do it again.
0: You know, you hear about this a lot with small businesses and entrepreneurs, this kind of idea of like, well, what if I get hit by a bus? And I I mean, obviously, you know, I, at least to this day, I've never heard of somebody actually getting hit by a bus, but these types of things happen. And I'm sure like, did it take you out of your business for like a few days? Were you in the hospital for a week? Like what happened there?
1: Yeah. Um, I, luckily I was able to get back home. I, I had no, um, hospital stay over, but I was out on bed rest for a week. Uh, thank God I was not taken out of my business because over the last few years, uh, post YouGurus, I've continued to grow our team and find people to help me in different areas. So my CTO, my project manager, they picked up a lot of the weight. Over the last couple of weeks, I'd fortunately hired a customer success manager for the SaaS as well as a VA to help me with some of that. You know, the, the tasks you can delegate that aren't worth the high value work that I do. And so I've been lucky there. And so for the most part, I haven't seen much impact over the last week. I've been working about two to three hours a day and slowly recouping and things are going good. Um, obviously I would say that my performance in september isn't as great, great as i'd like it to be <laughs> but things are wor- things could have been worse had this been 5 years ago i would have seen a decline in sales and work queuing up stress and a whole bunch of other things right
0: yeah and i think that's like you know the you know the worst case scenario right that you're out for a few weeks or whatever but even a few days man like i remember early on in my business just the idea of taking a day off for pleasure let alone being required to because of an injury uh, just seemed like such a far-fetched abstract concept. So it's good to hear that it wasn't uh, too big of a disruption, and uh, hopefully you heal quickly. That's funny that you're you got lectured by your spouse because she's like, "This is right. what you should have done when you broke. How, how did you not know this?" Right. So so talk to me about like where the agency is at today. I know we're going to talk about your V4 sales framework here in a minute, but. Uh, you mentioned the agency's been growing. Congrats on the growth. Love to hear that. But kind of paint us a picture. Like hire a whiz. How many people are you? At? How many people are you at today? Who's kind of a core client?
1: Yep, yep. So right now we have a combined team of twelve people. Eight people are focused specifically on things around our agency. Some of them cross over into development in my web audit. Our right now we focus on seven and eight figure bi- agents, seven and eight figure businesses looking to leverage the internet to grow their business primarily around web design, search engine optimization, and paid advertising, right? That's who we serve. And and those are the core services of what we offer in our agency today.
0: Awesome. I love how clear that is. And you're one of the rare agencies that has been able to successfully build a SaaS. I know a lot of agencies that are out there building Websites and applications for their clients probably probably yep. keeps them up at night, like thinking like, oh man, maybe I should build my own thing, right? Uh, at least I've heard about that a lot, right? So I'm sure there's a lot of <laughs> listeners out there that are are thinking, well, how did Cliff do that, right? And I know we've talked about that on your other episode a little bit, but how is that going for you now, right? I mean, you're how many years are you in on my web audit? Like three or four? We are four four years in wow. October. Nice, so, dude. Yeah.
1: You know, um, Brett, we live in a world of highlight reels. And so you hear about the overnight successes. You've run multiple businesses and you understand the coaching world, how that really looks like in reality. And so I wish we were further along. Than we are today, but we are way further along than I anticipated being four years ago, if that makes any sense. So yeah. what's amazing is you know there are a lot of peers that we share now, because you obviously have the same audience that I do. So I've been able to get on podcasts, guest blog on people's blogs that I never thought I could. In fact, just last week, I did a recording for GoDaddy. That was on the agency side. The yeah. last one was on the SaaS side, but to get paid by GoDaddy to present for their audience, is pretty epic, so I love what I'm doing. I think I I leverage the same expertise and and advice, which is you know identify expensive problems, you know figure out what your audience really wants and needs, and then build that out. And so what's been great about my web audit is everything we build for the most part is what we need in our agency. So when people see it, they're like, oh wait, I need that too, and mm. it's relevant and it matters now. Versus you know building a tool that maybe someone needed you know two years ago yeah to solve a problem in that industry
0: and I think that's I mean it sounds simple right but I I've seen a lot of agencies who maybe have built their own project management system or billing system or like they have such a custom, use case, right? They kind of build their own custom fit glove. And then they think like, oh, I'm going to, you know, everybody needs this, right? And then everybody gets into it. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, this is like really not how my agency is set up, right? So I think yeah. sometimes it can be even, it's, I just want to commend you because it's really difficult to even take something where it's solving your own problem, but also yeah. making that really useful for a large group of of users. So uh, congrats on that. Dude, let's talk about this, you know, uh, the v4, sales framework because you know we've got a limited amount of time today and yeah. I want people to get as much out of learning from your sales framework as they possibly can I mean and I'm a big yeah. fan of people adopting a framework right whatever works for you but to take that emotion or as much emotion out of the sales process as you can right the first step is have a process versus like every deal you're just kind of shooting from the hip so introduce us first of all like why you felt you needed to create your uh, you know a framework to help you with sales yeah so Brent I don't
1: believe I'm a great salesperson I try to overwhelm my prospects with value i found that that has worked the best over the years. And so I believe a simple motto, sales don't happen, you create them. And I realized in my agency when I was starting out, especially, it didn't matter whether I was getting two or three or five leads a month to now when we get dozens of leads. At the end of the day, I needed to close as many of them as possible that were the right leads for, for us, right? And what I started doing earlier on in our in our journey in the sales process was just doing a ton of sales prep which took us hours and hours to do. And then oftentimes I'd do it for free, present it, and then either win the deal or lose the deal. And I'd realized that, that consistent, doing that consistently was not working. So going through you gurus and reading books and in essence, honing my processes, over the last decade, I was able to build this framework that has consistently helped us secure and, and ultimately set our close rates up to about 80%. I heavily qualify in our lead gen process, so I don't speak to probably two-thirds of the people that come into our pipeline. But from the people I do speak to, I end up closing about 80% of them.
0: You mentioned you spend a lot of your time doing sales prep. Can you give some examples for our audience to understand what what that means by sales prep? Yep. For me,
1: when I get a lead coming into our pipeline, the things that I want to do ahead of time is generally I send them an intake form. So I'm getting some sort of understanding about their challenges, their goals, what they want to accomplish over the next 12 months. For example, I'm then taking a look at their social media presence. I'm looking to see what the business has been doing. Generally, who am I speaking to? And then I take a look at their online presence. I'm looking at if they're a local business, their GMB, I'm taking a look at their website, I'm doing an X-ray of uh, of things from search engine optimization to CRO conversion rate optimization. In essence, seeing how well the website is doing to get the right visitors and then convert them from visitors to leads. I then take that information and present
0: that on the sales call. Hey, what's up, agency owners? Quick question for you. Could your client retention rate be better? Most small businesses are terrible at closing leads, so it's pretty common to churn lead gen clients quickly but I've been really impressed with a new all-in-one marketing platform that actually closes leads without clients having to get involved. The platform, which is called HighLevel, is built specifically for agencies, and the best part is you can white-label it so you can present it to your clients as your own software and collect that sticky software revenue in addition to your services charges each month. HighLevel normally has a 14-day free trial, but as a member of the YouGurus community, you have access to an extended 30-day trial, which you can access at gohighlevel.com. Forward slash u gurus. That's go high level dot com forward slash u g u r u s. All right, let's get back to the program. So, so obviously you're spending a lot of time on that. So if I used you, to. You used to. Okay. So that's to. how that was the old world of Cliff that's selling right. was doing an incredible amount of, of prep. So how have you been able to get away from that? I guess. Yep.
1: And and so now what I do is I use. The tool that we built, which is my web audit. In essence, I do have to spend about five or 10 minutes checking them out on social media. And then I take the URL and I post that into my web audit where I'm able to quickly analyze everything from the online presence to their website and be able to gain some insights that I can now present on the call. This way, uh, in essence, my sales framework is called the V4 Agency Sales Framework. V stands for vision. Right. It's really uh, V the first V stands for visibility. Most agencies jump on a sales call. And I used to do this before, so I don't want to buck and put everyone in the same bucket. But in essence, we talk about how great our agency is, some of the results that we've provided and the services we offer. But truth be told, unless we can truly figure out why they need a website, right? It's hard to charge on value or even deliver that value. So the first V stands for for visibility. It's really important for me to understand what their true need is and why they're looking for the service. Then I can give them the second V, which is value. So I'm going to pause for a second, Brent. I don't know if you want me to just go through the full V4 framework, the four V's, and then come back, or go through each one.
0: Yeah, let's give us a you know, let's give us a, a synopsis. Let's teach a little bit today. So you got visibility, uh, the why behind the project, the investment, why the client showed up to begin with. Uh, value, yep. what's that?
1: Yep. Then then we move into value. At the end of the day. I know that whoever's speaking to me, chances are they are speaking to other people. It's my job to be able to, in essence, help them identify that gap where they are today to where they want to be and then show them versus tell them how I could help them. And that's where these audits come into play, right? I don't, our audits aren't these cryptic reports that are meant for digital marketers, they're in simple terms. So I can tell them, hey, look, you told me you need more leads. What I want to show you is that your website doesn't have any trust factors. You know, you don't have your phone number up on the top right. You don't have a lead form. Just simple things that are important to help them convert. I'm able to show them, in essence, where they are and what they're missing. And then I can take them to the next V, which is giving them a vision of a better tomorrow. They've already kind of told me through the intake form or through the questions I ask at the start of the sales call, where they want to be. So I can tell them, hey, look, you told me that you really need this website to help recoup $300,000 in lost revenue from walking the door traffic because of COVID, right? Now, what would it look like if you put these things in place, solve these issues with your website and your online visibility to help you know increase your revenue by three hundred dollars to $500,000 by the end of the year? I've now given them a vision of a better tomorrow, right? And that's what they want. Generally, they want to be sold on the dream that they're looking to accomplish. And then the last one, the last V is for the validation. Um, I learned this the hard way where... Honestly, Brent, this was after coming out of 10K. I was like, well, if they're not willing to sign up for that 10 or 20,000 or $30,000 project, I don't want to work with them. But what I realized along the way was that there are some clients that are great and run a good business, but they aren't ready to make that investment because generally they don't know you. So what would it look like to show them that you can get some quick wins along the way to get your foot in the door? So for this doesn't happen all the time, but every now and then when I know that this client is a seven to eight figure business. Um, they have the funds, but they're just not ready to invest yet. I'll try to get my foot in the door so that the last reason for validation to figure out, can I really show them that I care and understand their problems while gaining some quick wins so that I know over the next three to six or nine months, I can sell them into my core service offerings, which is a complete redesign and some marketing.
0: Nice. And so then you mentioned that you used to do a lot of sales prep. and. We've got this framework, which I like to to see. So then, how? So, so you're using my web audit as a tool to kind of replace a lot of that prep work to kind of get some right. insights behind the scene. I, I assume. Right. Are you still sending the intake form, or are you? Um, are you just kind of getting that information from the client in an introductory meeting?
1: Um, I generally send out that intake form if they say something every now and then, because the people I work with are sales directors. Every now and then, a business owner, director of marketing, or IT. So nine out of 10 times, they'll answer it. A few times, they'll say, hey, could we just jump on a call and have a discussion? And I'll say, depending on who it is, obviously, I make that um, call and say yes. Sometimes I'll say no. If they're short with me, or like, why do you have me jumping through XYZ hoops? And they push back a little, then I might say, well, we may not be a good fit. But otherwise, I'll have them jump on and on the call, I'll ask them the qualifying questions like, you know, uh, ultimately, what's the big problem you're having? What's it costing you? Why haven't you, you know, addressed it already? You know, what are you, you know, what are you looking to get from this call? And then I'll take it from there. Ultimately, an example of leveraging the audit in my sales process, for example, Brent would be if they jumped on and said, hey, look, we're not getting any. Traffic, or we're not getting enough leads. Then, what I'll do is instead of telling them, well, we can help you with SEO or search engine optimization, or we can help redesign your website, what I'll do is I'll, our report creates a presentation view. So, what I'll do is I'll show them and I'll say, hey, look, you mentioned that your website's not performing. Let me tell you a few reasons why it's not. I'm not criticizing your website, I'm just telling you, here are the areas that if resolved, can give you a competitive advantage and better results. And so instead of talking to them about page speed and minification and all that tech jargon, I'm showing them, well, look, your page speed is 30 out of 100. It matters because Google cares about page speed, both for SEO, user experience, and and you should too. And, And I'll show them that and I'll tell them that's what we'll solve when you work with us.
0: Yeah, it's awesome, man. You, you mentioned uh, not a good fit, right? If they're not willing to fill out the intake form, yep. Which I, I think is great because you know, if I'm not, if somebody's not willing to invest ten minutes or fifteen minutes, yep. right, then that's probably a red flag that they're gonna not be willing to show up for other meetings, like getting you that's content right. or getting you website design feedback or other things like that, right? So it's a good, a good kind of litmus test. Do you find that people that resist that or, you know, turn you down, do they do they ever come around or is it just kind of like once somebody, you know, has that mindset, that's kind of how they are and they're probably not a good fit? So a few things I do to help get
1: to success with the intake form. The first one is I tell them, obviously, you're giving me your time. You know, let me be able to add value to it versus just telling you the things we found, right? Getting context matters. And so in the request, I use some psychological Copy to help them understand that this is for their benefit. Also, our intake form is under 10 uh, fields and usually takes less than 10 minutes to fill out. But you're right. Ultimately, if someone is pushing back, even those that ultimately drop one or two, one or two word responses instead of one or two sentences, maybe I'll follow back up and I'll say, Hey, you know, we need a little more details or why. And if there is pushback, just because of where I am in my agency now, I can tell them, look, you know, I don't think this is going to work out or we don't have the time to take this on and I can walk away. And like I said, I comfortably turn away 60% to 70% of our leads each month. And, I pa- and every now and then I'll pass them on to people that I think may be a better fit.
0: Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's one of the things that I see for a lot of agencies that they are, you know, they're saying yes to too many projects and... You know, which is both a function of having healthy lead flow, which means you get to say no to the bad fits and and yes to the good fits, um, but also having that qualification process ahead. So you've got some kind of hurdles, some obstacles for them to kind of jump over in in a good way, right? Uh, yeah. In order to kind of engage in this process. So is the are the four V's? I mean, essentially in in your discovery process and in the intake form, you're you're trying to identify this stuff, right? Like, why yes. are they here? What's the visibility component, right? Like, what's the value that we're going to be able to provide them, uh, the vision that we can create for the better tomorrow. So these are questions that you're kind of pulling out of them in a discovery. And then I assume this information is coming back at them in some kind of a, of a proposal. I mean, I, I assume you're still doing like scopes of work and, you know, detailed proposals in, in this process, or, or has this actually changed part of that too?
1: This has changed a little bit of that. So um, this is this may be unique to me. I'm not sure. So coming through Yugus and understanding discovery was a game changer, obviously leveraging the proposals and stuff like that. So what we now do is on the last part of our discovery is that presentation call. On that call, I tell them, look, we've discussed the scope of work and this is the investment you're looking at. Will that work for you? I'm looking usually for a verbal agreement before I put together what I now call an agreement. I don't call it a proposal. In essence, I'm only putting it together once they give me that verbal, okay, on the investment amount. And obviously, if there are things that need to be adjusted, we adjust them, then I put together the agreement. But- I am taking everything from the intake all the way to Discovery, and then I'm presenting it back, putting an investment amount around it, and then, in essence, getting approval. Once I get the approval, they get an agreement, they sign it, and then they make the payment.
0: Okay. So, I, I just want to come back to, so so you're doing a presentation at the end of Discovery, but you're not actually creating a proposal at that point. Mm-hmm. I assume there has to no. be some kind of document, deck, something that's yes. happening at the presentation? Yes if yes. uh, cuz i mean are people typically making the decision at that point or are they saying hey i got to go they talk are. to a partner i got to take a week on this etc
1: yeah rule number 1 you taught us present to the stakeholders right yeah. so key decision makers have to be on um all key decision makers need to be on for the most part through discovery but 100% on that last call and and we're we're presenting a slide deck of a powerpoint that kind of has the you know the forced through the trees, type of setup, and you know, showing them the light at the end of the tunnel, and we talk about the challenges, opportunities, things we have identified, persona building, competitive advantages, and then the last part, which most agencies focus on primarily, is that scope of work. For us, the scope of work is just one. Fourth of the other um, parts we put together because at the end of the day we're talking about driving results. So just from features and functionality don't matter. Copy messaging, uh, understanding the competitive advantages, USPs. We put all of that together, and we've kind of identified that both through discovery and the areas we've identified in the audits. So uh, I'm on the agency plan, for example, in my web audit, it spits out a PowerPoint report. So I just take those insights and throw them into my slide. Cool, awesome, man.
0: And then, in terms of uh, project size, so what's been your experience in terms of, of of you know leveraging this? Like, what kind of deals have you been able to close?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, Brent, because we're focused on our SaaS, I try not to work on the really large projects. It might sound weird. Um, I'm looking for profitability and how much. Time I actually need to invest versus the team. So our sweet spot is probably brochure-based conversion-optimized websites between that ten and twenty-five thousand dollar range, and then we work on web applications, and those are between the you know the $100 and 250 or so range. Um, for example, we had three clients reach out. It's a blessing for Q four in the last week or two, and you know we're looking at probably maybe half a million of half a million dollars in three projects there. So like I mentioned, we'll do the high-end web dev projects that my team can continue to do as far as development goes. And then the brochure stuff that you know I can jump on, invest maybe five or 10 hours, and the rest of it is executed by our team. So strategically, not only have I now figured out who I work with, but the type of projects I want to work on too.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. So so you're typically doing, you mentioned you're doing some qualification kind of over email. You're doing a, a discovery call or two, or are you doing multiple discovery calls? So I, I take it to discovery if they go through this process with me.
1: So this is the way it goes. You reach out to me. I'll either speak to you for a few minutes and send you an intake form or an email. If you're like a VIP, then I'll just say, here are four, three, four questions, answer them. Cause I don't want, you know, obviously that there to be a roadblock. You jump on a call with me. The first minute is about, Hey, this is who I am. You obviously reached out to me because it matters here. Then I'll get to know a little bit about your business, recap, some of the intake responses. And then I'm revealing to you what we can really do to drive results for your business. The last five minutes of that is then to say, well, look, the next steps is paid discovery. At that point, if they say, my goal is to overwhelm them with great insights that they've not heard from any other agency that they're going to be speaking to or have spoken to, right? And then I say, look, Discovery Now is going to be anywhere like from $1,500 to $5,000, depending on the type of project it is. I give them an outline, and then I follow, for the most part, a very similar framework to what you teach.
0: Gotcha. So, So these are... So most of the website clients, and probably especially the app clients, right, are going through a paid discovery everybody does. to presentation. Okay, cool. Everybody. Nice. Yep. I, love, I love hearing that, man. Paid discovery. Music's my ears. So, so yep. love to hear that you, uh, you were able to make that work post-bootcamp. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at E2MSolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. Well, this is this is awesome, I And mean, What are if somebody were to implement this in their business, right? Just kind of hearing the four V's today and, and yep. kind of going, okay, am I covering visibility? Am I covering value? Am I covering vision? Am I covering validation? I mean, are there any you know, pitfalls or scenarios or detours that you've seen kind of pop up since you've frameworkized this? I think, I think the challenge we face in this
1: space, Brent, is um, we're taught a framework And then we think that we have to change everything around our business to mold it to that framework. Whereas I believe that you should take the framework and adjust it, season it to taste for your business model, right? So, for example, when in our community, I share this framework and and I help people implement it. At the end of the day, we have people that are just getting started, maybe making fifty to to $100,000. And then we have a a few people that are multi-million dollar agencies. And so I just say, figure out what works for you. But realize that in 2021, it's really, really important for you to sell outcomes and not services. And I think that's the biggest challenge. I get stuck in that every now and then, especially if people are trying to get to the. You know, you'll hear the response of, "Well, all you've shared is really amazing, but all I all I need is just a website." What people don't understand is, let's just say, in the Guru's community, with the hundreds of agencies there. If all of us were proposing that we build beautiful, handcrafted uh, websites, who does this person pick? Right. And so the framework for me helps me and un- helps the business owner I'm speaking to, as well as me go through the sales process of identifying that I can only deliver value. If I'm able to figure out visibility in their problem, I'm only, be, I'm only able to give them a vision of a better tomorrow by truly understanding what their problems are. And then ultimately, there has to be a validation process because either you get them to buy in to the idea of, yes, I should hire Cliff or ex agency owner for this service, or no, I shouldn't. And, and who wins that sales conversation? I think that validation process of, you know, I, I understand how you feel. You know, we found the feel felt found methodology and caring uh, matters. So I don't know. I, I think I was a little verbose in that response, but I'm really passionate in in, in sharing this framework because I suck at sales and, yeah. um, and I, I, at least I feel like I do. But at the end of the day, because of what I've learned through you gurus and through the framework and through trial and, and error. I mean I'm comfortable saying that I personally myself have you know sold millions and millions of dollars in revenue and that didn't come from guesswork and luck it comes from a system and a process.
0: Yeah. And and you know Cliff I I like that you hit on that uh see you know take the framework and then season it to taste for your business and I I even like the fact that you've chosen and, and a lot of people don't think about this stuff. I mean I'm in, in the business of training and coaching and building frameworks but you know, using the word framework versus formula, right? That it's a, it's a framework. It's like some guiding principles, some guideposts to help you get an outcome. But it's not like, oh, hey, if I take, you know, three eggs and, you know, two cups of flour, I'm going to get this thing, right? It's not like this right. formula that says like every time you do this thing, it's going to be the exact same because there's obviously a lot of moving parts in a the sale. There's there's you, there's your business, your positioning, the client, the emotional-like situation, you know I' I've had, I've had sales calls where I just wasn't my, on my A game that day, right? Maybe I yep. had some stuff going on in personal life. you know maybe you broke your foot, right? but having a framework <laughs> probably to fall back on is, uh, is probably helpful to even out some of those those challenges. So uh, and I love your emphasis, too, man, on outcomes, not services, because I think it's it's, uh, it's hard to do that. Because people get scared, like, oh, man, I'm going to have to promise an outcome. I'm going to have to promise that I'm going to get them more traffic or more leads or yep. or things like that. And the reality is, like, yeah, value-based pricing, it's easy to do. Like, it's easy to charge somebody a lot more than it takes to build a website. But the delivery of it, of actually getting that value to the client and delivering those results, I mean, that's a little bit harder. And if you can prove, if you can prove can to I the clients, two? yeah. Two tips, two tips. So I've been I've been
1: brainstorming this. If we ask web agency, like I'm going to talk about SEO, digital marketers, we talk about web agencies. How are you quantifying value to your customers from the website services you offer? Most of them will probably say, yeah, there's a way, but I don't do it, right? Here's two simple ways. Set up Google Analytics, which most of them have done, but set up goals. Set a goal for a contact form. Set up a goal for click to call on the phone number, all right? At least those two things and set a value based off of the lead that you're generating for the customer. On each on each monthly report, hopefully you're sharing some sort of reporting and analytics, quantify the value of those calls. So for example, a home remodel company, let's just say on a conservative end, um, a lead is worth $5,000 for a kitchen remodel. So if you can track 10 calls and five form submissions, Right, that's fifteen times ten thousand dollars. Let's just say that's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The problem is most web agencies install Google Analytics. They won't set up simple conversion goals and put a quantified value against it. So that's a quick tip for just doing something like that.
0: Yeah, and and I think too, right? If you, uh, I heard from an agency mentor, right? We we get paid. uh, We're always getting paid for our last project on this project, right? So if you haven't been. Installing analytics or tracking goals or things like that, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. Just go back to some of those old clients, you know, and, and you might not be able to do the big before after like you know uh, uh, reveal. But I think if you can go back to your old clients and you know do that even as a free value add, right? Like, hey, I'm going to install Google That's Analytics. Fine. I'm going to get at least I'll get two goals set up for you for free. I think that would be a great way to start tracking some of that data. And if you're not seeing results with the clients you're working with, then I think you probably should take a hard look at what you're doing, how you're doing it. And even to pull circle with what Cliff's talking about today on the V4 framework is coming back to that visibility. Like why did the client hire you? Where were the gaps that you identified and you know, maybe maybe you miss something, right? Or maybe you think that design matters more than it does, or maybe you think that you know your SEO tactics are are winning, right? But definitely, if you're not able to deliver those va- those results, then uh, something to look at for sure. Cliff, this has been a lot of fun, man. I feel like uh, you're you're you went from one episode to two episodes on the Digital Agency Show, so you're now part of our regular <laughs> crew, and uh, and we're going to definitely tap you to come back on the show. But before I let you go, man, I'd love to grab. Uh, a quick set of answers from our lightning round questions. You ready for that? I am. And we'll compare this to your your, your (laughs) first answers in our show notes. What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: I'd say an investment in yourself is the best investment you can make. And which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? I'd say discipline and focus. We live in a world, again, of people having highlight reels on overnight success stories. But for me, it's been a long and hard journey, but discipline and focus has helped me get there.
0: Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use regularly besides your own that you uh, can share with our listeners? I'm a big believer
1: in the importance of reading. I don't like reading, so I listen to books. So I'd say Audible. Think about it. Where in the world can you learn from the best people and what they've learned in decades?
0: in a matter of hours for like 10 or 20 bucks. So Audible. And what book would you recommend and why? And it's okay if it's an audiobook.
1: <laughs> so I'll go with the um, Artisan Soul. I think that's pro- probably that or Essentialism. Both are great, but the Artisan Soul, it's, just, it's a great book on helping you identify your passions and talent and creating them into impactful work. So as an entrepreneur or any entrepreneur out there, I'd highly recommend that book.
0: Very cool. I think that book made it into my reading list at some point. I don't know if it was from <laughs> this show or somebody else uh, referred me to it. But uh, I think it has like, uh, is it good for like like journaling prompts and things like that that's in it? Am I thinking about the same book? Am I just making um, something well, he, up? <laughs> I, he talks about writing as okay. one of
1: those things. I don't know much about the journaling prompts. Okay.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe it's just about writing. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm just making stuff up, Cliff. <laughs> all right, man, we're going to link out to the artisan soul and essentialism as well as lots of gold nuggets, takeaways, quotables over at the YouGurus website at our show notes page, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this week of, you're going to see Cliff's photo right up to the top. Click on him and you'll see all the goodies in one place. Cliff, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, uh, we have a Facebook
1: group. Um, just look for my web audit in Facebook and you'll find us there. Um, you can also check out mywebaudit.com, take take my web audit for a free trial and see if it helps you in your sales process close more higher value deals. And um, cliff at my web audit LinkedIn, you can look you can look me up there as well. But I'm most active in our Facebook group and um yeah, and I'm in this group as well, right, Brent? So yeah, it's another way to connect. <laughs>
0: yeah, awesome, man. Well, you you are definitely in profitable d- digital agencies. So if you are listening to this on our podcast, check out our Facebook group. But What we're gonna do is, if you just start sitting there and you're driving and you're on a bike ride, like myself a lot, uh, and you just heard a lot of URLs and resources, just go to Youguru's, check out the podcast page, and we'll link out to my web audit. We'll link out to uh, Cliff's contact information, his LinkedIn profile, uh, and also his My Web Audit Facebook group. Definitely check out what you're doing there. You definitely drop a lot of value. That's actually the first place I saw the V four uh, V four sales framework come across my feed. You had this nice, <laughs> pretty, uh, polished-looking slide. Uh, I was like, Oh man, that looks nice. That looks sharp, right? Like, so it was it was good for Facebook, man. So so thanks again, man, for sharing all those resources and also for being on the show this week. Thanks, Brent. Pleasure to be here. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook, the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.